Hello again, my friends. Twitter and Instagram just removed anti-Semitic posts from Kanye West and temporarily banned him from their platforms. It's the latest example of, well, what exactly? How good these tech companies are at content moderation or how irresponsible they are for muzzling controversial views, often from the extreme right, that is, defenders of West are outraged that he's been banned. Or is it an example of how arbitrary these giant megaphones are in making these decisions? I mean, what would Elon Musk do about Kanye West? Call it the Kanye West paradox. Do the social media giants have a duty to take down noxious content? Or do they have a duty to post controversial content? And who decides? Facebook and its Instagram, Google's YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok are the largest bullhorns, megaphones in world history, capable of amplifying anything, including hateful lies and calls to violence against certain people and groups, to an ear-shattering decibel with instantaneous global reach. They're contributing to the rise of neo-fascism in America and around the world, inspiring mentally disturbed young men to shoot up public schools and spreading dangerous conspiracy theories that are dividing people into warring camps. They're also among the richest and most powerful corporations in the world, headed by billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg and soon very likely Elon Musk, who has promised to allow Trump back on Twitter. And they're accountable to no one other than their CEOs and theoretically investors. It's this combination that is giant size extraordinary power over what's communicated, and utter lack of accountability that's become unsustainable. Last week, the Supreme Court agreed to hear cases involving Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996, which gives social media platforms protection from liability for what's posted on them. Plaintiffs in these cases claim that content carried by the companies, YouTube in one case, Twitter in the other, led to the deaths of family members at the hands of terrorists. Even if the Supreme Court decides that Section 230 doesn't protect the companies, thereby pushing them to be more vigilant in moderating their content, the plaintiffs in another upcoming case, that is NetChoice versus Paxton, those plaintiffs argue that the First Amendment bars these companies from being more vigilant. The Texas law in question, allows Texas residents and the state's attorney general to sue giant social media companies with more than 50 million users in the United States if they believe they were unfairly banned or censored based on political ideology. Texas argues that the First Amendment rights of its residents require this. So do the social media giants have a duty to take down controversial content or to post controversial content? And who decides? It's an almost impossible quandary until you realize that these questions arise because of the huge political and social power of these companies and their lack of accountability. The Supreme Court seems to understand this. Uh, when the justices decided in May to temporarily stop the Texas law from taking effect while legal battles continued, Samuel Alito noted that the Texas law, quote, addresses the power of dominant social media corporations to shape discussion of the important issues of the day. In reality, Facebook and Instagram, Google and its YouTube, Twitter and TikTok, 
they aren't just for-profit companies. My betting is that the Supreme Court will treat them as common carriers, like railroads or telephone lines. Common carriers cannot engage in unreasonable discrimination uh, about who uses them. They must charge just and reasonable rates, but they also must provide reasonable care to the public. That is, transit providers are expected to keep bus and train passengers safe, for example. In a Supreme Court case last year, plaintiffs claimed that the real Donald Trump Twitter account was a public forum run by the President of the United States, and therefore Trump's blocking of users stifled free speech. The court dismissed the case as moot, since Trump is no longer president. But in a 12-page concurring opinion, Clarence Thomas argued that Twitter's ban showed that the real power lay with the large social media platforms themselves, not the government officials who is on them, and that, quote, the concentrated control of so much speech and heads of a few private parties was unprecedented. Thomas noted that Congress has given digital platforms some legal protection related to the content they distribute, quote, but it has not imposed corresponding responsibilities. He then cited a 1914 Supreme Court ruling that making a private company a common carrier may be justified when, quote, a business by circumstances and its nature rises from private to be of public concern. And Thomas said some digital platforms are sufficiently akin to common carriers or places of accommodation to be regulated in this manner. He concluded that, quote, we will soon have no choice but to address how our legal doctrines apply to highly concentrated, privately owned, and information infrastructure such as digital platforms. Other justices have made similar remarks. If the court decides that social media giants are common carriers, responsibility for content moderation thereby would shift from these companies to a government entity, such as the Federal Communications Commission which would regulate them similarly to how the Obama-era FCC sought to regulate internet service providers. But here's the question. Is there any reason to trust the government to do a better job of content moderation than the giants do on their own? I mean, I'd hate to imagine what would happen under Republican FCC. So are we inevitably locked into the Kanye West paradox? That is, having somebody like Musk as CEO of Twitter, deciding whether content such as West's anti-Semitic posts should be barred, or a potential Republican FCC deciding. I mean, is there any reason to trust either? The alternative, and there is an alternative to this bleak choice, is to address the fundamental problem directly. That is the monopoly power of the giant megaphones. The way to do this is by applying antitrust laws and breaking them up. What do you think?